We all pot down here. Good day, Papa Yaw. Yes, you idiot. Welcome to We All Pod Down Here. I'm Dan. And I'm Brittany. And before we get started into our episode today, we were going to do some quick housekeeping. Yep. First and foremost, Ale, 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 Ale. We're going to Pelly. Unlike PSG. Yes, Liverpool did Champions League final. Is very important. That is very important. Wonderful game. Villarreal really put up a fight. I didn't expect them to put up the kind of fight they did for a while. I thought we might be going out. They tie the aggregate 2-2. First half was a disaster for us. And then second half, we bring on Luis Diaz. And three goals later, we go into the final. And that will be what will transition into our horror podcast from your... <laughs> Soccer podcast that doesn't exist yet, so. Yep. I just can't restrain myself right now. No, no, I totally get it. I'd be like that if Byron won, but alas, here we are. Well, if it's any comfort, we just beat the team that beat Byron. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, so at least there's that. But on to horror-related housekeeping. Netflix, fuck you for canceling Archive 81. I mean, really, that show was so good. They did such a good job of it. Now, I know the podcast has like four seasons we can listen to, but God damn it. I feel like Netflix has become like the fox of canceling great shows. Netflix seems to get this thing. They just create a whole shitload of shows and most of them barely get beyond a season. Yeah. And it's like, don't do that. Just and especially like these are the ones people love. Like apparently they're really fucking cracking down on people sharing their passwords now too. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, Netflix, you, you, you've been good for a very long time. Please stop fucking it up, because we really do enjoy your content. Netflix, the ones who actually told people to share their passwords. Yeah. Initially. Interesting. Then they realized they were losing money, and they're like, wait a minute. What are they going to do? But, you know, this movie we're going to review is on Netflix and is wonderful. So they do still have some good stuff. It's true. But every series on there, I'm afraid. If they, I swear to God, if they fuck with Alice in Borderland, I'm done. Yeah, like Stranger Things is supposed to have a fifth season and they're going to cancel it after the fourth and just fuck everyone over. I think of all shows, that's probably the one they won't touch. Yeah, especially because it's like, okay, that one more season left. Mm -hmm. People would lose their fucking minds. Yeah, for sure. I would lose my fucking mind. Just don't fuck with Sweet Home and don't fuck with Alice in Borderland and we'll be good. So we're going to start our discussion of Hashtag Alive. It was released in 2020, and it's a story of a young man trying to survive a zombie apocalypse all alone, isolated. Our references are, as usual, IMDb and Wikipedia. Didn't really have any others for this episode. And then I'm going to attempt to pronounce all of the cast and crew name. Again, my deepest apologies if I mess this up. So the director, Ilcho, I was also the screenplay writer, but the actual story was done by Matt Naylor. And for our cast and crew, we have Ojun Wu, who is played by Yuan. He's in a show called Hellbound, as well as a movie called Burning. And there's a bunch of other stuff he was in, but those were two of the ones that really stuck out to me. And next we have Kim Yo-bin, who is played by Pak Shine. She was in a movie called The Evil Twin, as well as some recurring roles in several TV shows. Next we have Il Sang-chul, who is played by Il Hong-woo. And he's 
the infected tenant whom Jungwoo basically lets into his apartment like a dumbass, but we'll get into that in the actual discussion of the show. And then we have our masked man, doesn't have an actual name, and he's played by Jung Bae-soo, who is in All of Us Are Dead, the TV show, which also is on Netflix, and The Wailing, which obviously was a movie we've already reviewed. His wife is played by Yi chang and the music is by Kim Tae-sung. And the music on this is just fucking top-notch. And again, we'll get into that more as we go on. But now backing up, though, to our the gentleman that wrote the script, not the screenplay, but the script, Matt Naylor, he was actually originally titled this hashtag alone. And it was actually adapted into an American film called Alone, which I've read was terrible. Shock and awe, the Americans ruined stuff. But it's not like a remake since the films came out about four months apart from each other. So it's basically just like both of these independently took the scripts and one did a good job and one did a terrible job. Shock and all. Who did terrible? Pretty predictable, I'd say. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it was really interesting. You usually don't get two films that kind of why off come out around the same time. Yeah. Separated by a few months. It's very unusual. Yeah, definitely. So getting into our spoiler-free discussion of the movie, though, Dan... Wanted to start off, what did you think of this? I thought this was a really fun ride. I think it was a pretty unique movie for a zombie flick, and there's a lot of zombie flicks out there. Like A lot of the modern-day zombie stuff is really hit or miss. This is a total hit for me. It was great. I had a lot of fun. It really introduced a lot of unique survival techniques because of a lot of the movie has to do with place and their surroundings and where they're at in like this apartment building really really are an important key part of this on how they survive so i say it's a a a zombie premise that took its own way around it and knocked it out of the park i had a great time yeah now i know we put it in the camp of zombie films but it's interesting because they really never say the word zombie they refer to it as a virus the whole Mm -hmm. time a lot of zombie films the supposed start sometimes it's a mystery sometimes it's a viral thing it seems like kind of like a rage virus kind of thing. that's what i was gonna say this feels like the rage virus version of zombies which i know again there's a lot of debate as to whether that's truly a zombie but i'm not gonna get into that right now no i still say it's a form of it it's a form of zombie like i said i'm definitely with you though where i'm team slow zombie for like if i had to pick between the two Mm -hmm. but i some people like are just like adamant this is not a zombie i'm like well Rage virus still can be zombie-like. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of similarities. They're kind of decomposing. They eat people. Those are pretty much the hallmarks of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a different approach, I would say. But I, I like that there was, with this movie, there was, like you said, so much that we're following what happens. And if you were put in that position from the American perspective, this would kind of be like if you were in somewhere like New York where very densely populated area. So if something like this spreads... And within this, you see, this isn't a spoiler, you see pretty quickly this spreads fast. Yeah. It's not like in a lot of cases where someone gets bit and it takes days or even hours for them to change. Within probably like two minutes or so, these people are like zombified. Mm -hmm. And it's very creepy the way they do it too, because they show like they basically, their eyes go bloodshot red, they start bleeding from their eyes, and then Mm -hmm. they just... And with that classic Asian horror film, they do that weird like moving their joints in unusual ways. And I just, I don't know. I get a kick out of that always. The very abrupt body movements that yeah. are, look very unnatural. Yeah, it's very much the uncanny valley-ness of it, which mm. zombies always fall within that, like some range of that uncanny valley. 
But like, I think it's a, a lot of, not even just the way they look, it's like the way they move. Just, I think that that's something that they don't do very much within American zombie films. And I've really enjoyed that about a lot of Asian zombie films, or even like Asian supernatural of some sort, like mm-hmm. Juan and Ringo. Those are all ones where you have that real creepy, twitchy, jerky, unnatural body movement, which I think just adds to the horror of all of it. You know, with a lot of more recent American zombie slash rage virus kind of films with the faster zombies, all they do is really sprint a lot. Mm-hmm. Like they must have been great, great track and field mm-hmm. athletes because all they do is sprint. They don't, and bite. They don't do a whole lot else. They, in like a lot of the Korean and Japanese movies, they go much farther than that. And I really appreciate the attention to detail. Mm-hmm. If you haven't watched this yet and you want it not to be spoiled, then I would say definitely give it a watch. It's very, very good. A lot of times with zombie movies, it feels like they're just doing the same thing over and over. But it feels like with a lot of these Asian zombie movies, they're not. They just they've changed it up so much and put you in so many different weird positions like train to Busan. Like how would you deal with like being on a train that couldn't fucking stop with zombies, you know? And then this one where you're trapped in this building and you feel like you're all alone, you're isolated. And you know, first you have the internet, but that slowly goes away. And then you have to deal with loss of like power or loss of water, like all these things that you have to deal with losses of that you wouldn't probably think of so much. Like it's so much about like in this, the survival aspect of it. And like, really enjoyed that it's the human survival element that they really get right mm-hmm. and like i said it has a real sense of place and it really takes advantage of its setting mm-hmm. absolutely is there anything else you want to add before we get into the spoiler portion of this oh uh, no watch it yeah high recommendation all right so that the spoiler alert so i don't think it's really a spoiler but i did want to throw it out there anyway that you and the actor who plays our main character he worked apparently very hard to make his body really puffy, I guess, because he felt that Jungwoo should be, you know, a little puffier from being just this... Lazy-ass kid. Yeah, this guy. lazy kid that just plays video games all day. So apparently he just, like, consumed a ton of salty food to make sure he was a little puffy. So he ate a bunch of cheesy poofs or something. He was cultivating mass. Apparently he was cultivating mass. He didn't look really fat or anything. No, it wasn't like that. It's just more like he felt like he should have, like, kind of a puffy appearance. Like, just like... yeah. Interesting way to describe it. That's how he described it was yeah. puffy. Fluffy. You're not fat, you're just fluffy. <laughs> so we start out with Jungwoo is a lazy gamer kid, and he lives in this apartment with his parents, and I think his sister. They don't really go into too much detail, but you see like photos of his family and stuff. And we get into the action almost immediately. He's playing a video game. And it's funny because we're talking about, I think, getting to like a safe house or something like that. And then all people are like, wait, is this real? Like, look, go turn on the news. And everyone stops. They go turn on the news. We see that mm-hmm. all hell is breaking loose. He looks out his window. And one of the creepier things that happens is there's a little girl going, mom, mommy, mommy, like, you know, just calling for her mom. And the mom finds her, comes and runs and hugs her. You know, there's chaos around them. And then all of a sudden you just see her doing these little twitches and then she just latches on. She the just head. turns like, like flick of a switch. Yeah. And so they, they, when the bad things happen, they turn fast. Yeah. And so, of course, then he gets in like knock on the door and I just want to say, he's got the door locked, like good on him, the door's locked, but... If chaos is happening, probably don't let random strangers into your house. And I realize, like, he opens the door to see, and then this other guy just comes rushing in. This, um, but, but did he not have a... He had a peephole. Yeah. So, the guy, so, well, no, he looks out the peephole, but remember, there's no one there, so that's why mm. he decides to look to see what's going on. But again, if I see, like, people biting each other outside, it's... No. No, I'm not opening the door, unless it's somebody I know, and I desperately want to help them. Yeah. No, if it's someone I know, that's something that's different, but... 
just a random stranger. Like, I'm sorry, like, I'm all for, like, let's help people, but also don't need to get killed myself. Yeah, agreed. But this is the thing I was talking about earlier where, like, he lets the guy in, the guy goes to the bathroom, comes out, and he realizes that this guy, he sees, like, a little mark on his hand. He's like, no, no, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's fine. And It's not fine. No, None it's of this not fine. is fine. No. And, of course, that's where I was talking about, like, you know, just the blood vessels bursting his eye. It's such a cool effect, the way they do it in the movie. Yeah. I'm sure it's, you know, CGI'd, but it's just the way it's, It's like, really good CGI. Yeah, and then just he's bleeding from his eyes and just, oh, so creepy. So he mentions his brother going nuts, so you assume his brother probably got bit somehow, came home to him, bit him, and chaos is ensuing. Now, before we get too far into this, I do want to make a couple comments about the opening credits. I felt like I was watching, like, an electronic music video of some sort, just the imagery and like things like going you could see like people's veins turning black and stuff like that like it just it was very much gave me like carpenter brute vibes yeah for sure carpenter brute is awesome mm -hmm. and the the group that made the the really industrial-ish song the song title is sale and it's from a group called any i hope i said that right and I, I looked around and haven't found any other material labeled from this group or anything. The track is on YouTube, so you can check it out. It's really good. I've listened to it plenty, but nothing else I could find under that moniker. Mm -hmm. But so where we get the title of the movie, I think really comes from the fact that Jungwoo gets that message from his family. Like he can't get a hold of him, but he finally a text comes through just telling him like, you know, you must survive my son. And so he writes that on a sticky note and puts it next to his family, you know, just like, I must survive, like. And so that's where we get this, you know, alive. You have to survive. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think different from the American movie that was made, I think that focused on the aspect of, like, being isolated and alone, whereas this more focused on trying to survive because you were isolated and alone. Because it's tri all the trials and things that you have to go through to survive mm -hmm. by yourself. Resources or how do you manage, you know, you don't have anyone else to depend on. It's all on you. Yeah. And now this is more, gives you the feel of it being very modern, is at one point he writes on like a piece of cardboard his name and address and like, you know, saying, I'm alive, like, come save me, basically. And he has the hashtag, I must survive. It ends up being towards the end of this movie that really comes full circle because they talk about how his power is getting restored and internet's being restored that they are encouraging people to post on social media to say where they're at because it's such an easy, quick way someone can just search those hashtags and see where people are at and go and save them. But talking about things being more modern, there's a thing where he's looking, well, he still has internet, he's looking at stuff online, and you see these people with the, like, these selfie sticks, and they're, like, leaning out their house, like, and if they can lean out far enough, it seems like they can get signal. So what I was led to believe is probably that people normally don't have much signal in those buildings for, like, phone call purposes, like, but they probably all had Wi-Fi to easily get access to stuff. So he isn't getting, like, messages from his parents or anything like that, you know, the messages initially come through because they're probably coming through on something like iMessage that can come through Wi-Fi, but he can't get a phone call out. So he's like, this other guy leans out with this like selfie stick and he's like, look, I can get signal here. And then all of a sudden loses his grip and... And he's, he's toast. He's zombie food. But also with the modern technology, at one point he decides to see if he can get some signal. So he takes his drone. And now it says it's losing power. I can't figure out if he actually lost the drone and the phone or if it was just that things were losing power so he had to bring it back. Because you see it, like, like beeping, losing power, and then he's like, oh, no, and, like, brings it back. He had a different drone later. Yeah, so that's why I wasn't sure if he just had different drones for different things, if he actually lost the drone altogether. Because at the this point, he's drones still... was brilliant. Oh, Sorry. yeah, for sure. And at this point, they still have power. Now, there's some people that really bitched about this because they said, like, you know, there's no way for this many days your phone would stay alive. I'm sorry, like... Knowing how things are in, like, Japan and Korea, 
I guarantee you, especially someone being a gamer like that, he probably had like 50 charging bricks. Like we do. Exactly. That's something like if we look, because again, this is more from us being in Florida and also for traveling, but from being in Florida, we bought a lot of charging bricks so that if like we lose power because of a hurricane, we have a way to still have power. So like right before hurricanes come, we charge up like all these different charging bricks so that we have some way to have power. And we can have we have special fans we can hook them up to that work with USB and everything like that. So I could see them him having like a full supply of charging bricks, and he's probably not using the phone that much throughout this because, for the most part, he brings up his laptop a couple of times to try to post some videos. Which the internet goes out, so I don't know if he's actually these videos are working or if he's just recording it for like a log for if someone finds this later on. Yeah, or something he can post later. Yeah, but at one point, also, there's a zombie that gets into his place. And at first, I watched this, and I was like, but he had, like, the fridge up against the door, but I realized the door opens out. Mm-hmm. So the fridge really wasn't doing much other than, like, stalling Just them. kind of like a bit of a blockade, but... Yeah, but he has a way that he has, I guess, he after he can finally get the zombie out, he has a way he, like, jams some stuff in the door so that... I, get, I think it somehow got its hand in there, maybe, and, like, yeah. pulled... Uh, but he has something he jams in there and he like undoes the latch thing at the top. So I guess that prevents it from swinging or from something. moving, yeah. Somehow he, he blockaded he it. He jerry-rigs it. Mm-hmm. He MacGyvers it. He did MacGyver it. He blocked it pretty good at that point. But because, that, again, that's, now he's lost a lot of his food from the fridge getting fucked up. Yeah. And at one point he spills his water all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, and- come on, dude. Well, he spills water and he's like, oh, crap. And then he goes to get more water and the water is turned off, which, again, this is probably from being in Florida, but the minute something goes wrong like this, the bathtubs will be filled for me. Because A, if I need to flush the toilet, B, if it comes down to it, I'll drink that water, you know? Yeah. It may not be the best water, but it's better than than dying water. We have UV bottles. We can sanitize it. Mm -hmm. But even though the internet's gone, the TV's still working. So I guess he has cable. And they're one thing. And they, they still talk, have power. Yeah, they still have power. It's just the internet is gone. At this so point. it's like he could still charge his stuff with a regular plug in the wall. Yeah, for now, like he's he's going to lose power at some point. So this yes. is like day seven. Mm-hmm. It starts telling you like how many days have gone by. So again, day seven, TV's still working. They've come to figure out a lot of these zombies seem to remember their like jobs and routines, which will come into play later because we have a zombie that apparently was a firefighter and. Gets a rope and decides to go climbing. And is really, really proficient at climbing. And he's so fucking creepy. Like, his face, like, I don't know, just something about it just is all kinds of wrong. But, ironically, we were watching this the Saturday before Easter, and he sees a commercial for this, like, ramen and decides to go eat the ramen he has left. And on it, he has a sticky note that says, The Last Supper. And I was like, well, this is just so fucking fitting. Mm-hmm. We're zombie movie the day before Easter? I mean, well, I mean come we, on. We did kind of watch this in celebration of Zombie Jesus Day. Yeah. The other thing he that comes into play later is he hears that you can, I guess, use, like, the wire from... It put it in, like, your headphone jack. Like and, an auxiliary cord. Yeah, like yeah. An, and it would actually... And it'll be able to be done as, like, a radio broadcast you like can pick an, up. Like an antenna. Exactly. So he goes to do that, though, and literally every single pair of headphones he has is wireless. Mm-hmm. It's such a modern problem to have. Yeah, it's like, this is the most first-world modern problem in a zombie apocalypse is that you don't have anything wired anymore. Well, if we run into that issue, we don't have a problem. we got plenty of aux cables. Oh, yeah. I have a shit ton down there. I'm just saying that we thought about throwing away. I was like, no, just save them. I can strip the wires if I need them for anything. So we're ready. I don't want to be ready, but we're ready. No. Well, we don't want that ultimately to happen, but if it does, we're ready. Mm -hmm. So as a kid, my friend Jim and I would always talk about 
what would our plans be? Or like, we would always have a conjoined plan of this happens. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I think everyone at some point has made a plan like that. Yeah. Especially Close kids friend. who grew up in Pittsburgh who oh, yeah, are obsessed with zombies and the Romero films. That's like, yeah, of course they're going to come up with a contingency plan. You have to. Will it work? I don't know. But you come up with one. Yeah. You, you want to be in a high place so you can see around you place that you can fortify lots of resources etc but like if you're living in a city like in the middle of a city like this you, you don't have a lot of options because any way you try to leave it's going to be difficult because there's going to be a lot of them around yeah and that's the thing is also it's like man it would suck to live on the bottom floor because you're just fucking screwed at that point yeah you ever know someone that lives at least on the second floor but by day 15 in this he is Dancing around drunk and imagining his family coming home. At this point, he tries to, he gets like a voicemail that comes through. So he does the selfie stick routine. And this is where it ends up that he really, he realizes his family's probably dead. Yeah. The the voicemail is not good. It sounds like stuff got in. And so at this point, he's decided he doesn't give a fuck and he's just going to go hunting. Yeah. So he goes and he's just beating the shit out of those zombies with like a golf club. Mm -hmm. And he had run out of water at this point, but his dad had a lot of booze. Mm-hmm. So that's all he had. So this is why he's drunk. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I was like, dude. It's going to dehydrate yourself. Yeah, don't do this. Don't do this. Like, if you're at the point that you're like, you don't give a fuck anymore, though, I guess you just don't give a fuck mm-hmm. anymore. But, but yeah, no. Bad ideas. But when he finally decides he's going to not kill himself by hunting zombies and runs back to his apartment, there's that creepy eyeless one that, like, even more, like, it's like, the way it's walking around, it was, like, clicking its jaw. I was wondering, is it, like, pulling, like, an echolocation bullshit or something? That would have been interesting. Well, it was, like, making a weird click sound. Like, it was. Like, it was, like, trying to, like, click and then listen. And I was like, I think this thing's trying to pull, like, echolocation shit here. But by day 20, he's finally, so this was, like, day 15. Day 20, he's finally given up. Yeah. This is where there's, he sees explosions. He makes a video that all he says is hello bye and this is where he attempts to hang himself yeah he tries a frank reynolds except he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't break the ceiling or he's like his his neck, his neck isn't is so thick, thick <laughs> that, that he's just hanging there god what an image <laughs> she's just frank just hanging there and they're, know, just, they're just making they're just looking at him and like oh, his neck's so thick <laughs> god i love that show but yeah like frank he failed yeah but he failed because there's this is where our next character comes in we see a laser pointer that they go to there's a there's like a poster or something and the the word no is on there and the laser pointer shines at no and so he realizes you know he's not so alone anymore Mm -hmm. and so he breaks free and the laser pointer goes over to a place it has like a something it's it's written in korean it's written in hangul and it says they underline the word hello and he's like hello and then it underlines the characters ba and po which of whom means idiot or like <laughs> fool, stupid, you know. And he's like, he's like, as an, as an idiot. And he looks over and we see Kim Yubin and she just goes, yes, you idiot. The, the banter between these two throughout the rest of the flick is fantastic. Oh, they're great. And, and she's a legit badass. Like she's got her apartment, all these booby traps set up, you mm-hmm. know, this, this intricate wire system with the door. And she has like a, like a spike trap. So if something somehow gets in. They'll run into it. Yep, she's prepared to skewer some zombies. Mm-hmm. Zombie kebabs. And she has a plant that she keeps, like, taking care of. Like, she goes to, like, drink the water and gives more of it to the plant. And I'm just like, aw, mm-hmm. she cares. Very sentimental. Mm-hmm. But so while she's kind of looking around, I guess she's been, like, I don't know if she's been watching this whole time or if she's just watching now. But she notices the eighth floor seems safe. She keeps not seeing any zombies on the eighth floor, so... 
we think the eighth floor is is the that's the place to go on his side of the building. But some nice things happen again. This is where she tries to get him some food because he's hungry, but she tries to throw this ball across this. And I was like, there's no fucking way you were gonna get this ball, this like baseball to go all the way. Yeah, you'd across. have to have one hell of an arm. I don't even know if like top they baseball don't... players would be able to do that. It is it is a it's a distance. But since it falls short, he gets his drone and sends it over, but she doesn't get the baseball back. Like she just fucking leaves it down there. I'm like, oh my God, no. The second she leaves it down there, I was like, no, one of these zombies is going to get this. And of course one does, it's the firefighter one we mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier. And when, I guess she had anchored it to a table. And so when the zombie pulls on it, he pulls really hard and the table hits her and knocks her ass out. Yeah. And the firefighter zombie is a climbing. Yeah. Trucking beer bottles at him, but drone to save the day. Yeah, he gets that drone out there to, and it's like King Kong shit where he's it sitting there really like is. zooming it around. If that wasn't inspired by that, then I don't believe that it had to have been. That, that would be a really one hell of a coincidence. Because he's sitting there, he's swinging at it. And... It was great. It was one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And a friggin' firefighter zombie does get the drone, kind of like King Kong with a plane. Yeah. But she ends up chopping it it's like off at the wrist and it just fucking yeah. falls and it's done for. But her apartment, of course, is trash. But we look over and we see he's, I guess, taped his phone up with a flashing message that translates to stay strong. And I'm just like, dude, save your goddamn battery. You could have written this on a piece of paper and put it up there. She would have seen it. Mm-hmm. But but he's very technologically savvy, so probably yeah. thought it'd be probably easier to see. Probably wouldn't take that much battery. Yeah, but still, it's just I like, it. again... We're in zombie apocalypse territory. Let's try to be smart about this. And they're both, they, you know, they're running low on food, so mm-hmm. they decide to go, quote-unquote, farming. Yeah, that's what, literally what he said. But And he's smart about it, though, this time. He's not just running out there with the golf club. He does have the golf club, but he's yeah. got, like, his shoes are wrapped, like, I guess, in such a way that it won't make as much noise while he's walking. But also, yeah. I figured that if something bit him, it wouldn't get through. It was yeah. kind of a joint effort with that. Headlamp, backpack to put stuff in, golf club armed, ready to go. Yep, so he goes out there and he finds some dead zombies and one of them has keys in its pocket. He gets finds the apartment it goes to and it looks like there's a person that's dead in the bed. So he like throws a shoe to see if like, you know, anything comes out. But like, honestly, who throws a shoe? I, did, I didn't see random task in there. No. <laughs> and this person was a climber. So like, this was like the apartment to like make base camp at, man. Oh yeah, this person had all the survival gear totally unintentionally. Yeah, so, like, there's tons of climbs. I mean, he starts taking stuff. He gets, like, a nice jacket, and he finds Nutella, and he's just like, this is the best. He's mm-hmm. got his Nutella. He's got walkie-talkies, all this stuff. But then, instead of just fucking leaving, he has to go check this body in the bed out of curiosity. But at that point, whatever else was in there, I guess, woke up and decided to come after him. So he barely gets away and gets back to his apartment, thankfully so. Yeah. So he's got these walkie-talkies and gets one over to her, and he also wants to get her some food, so... He gives the Nutella to her. How sweet. Yeah, but then she says, like, it's okay. And he's like, mm-hmm. why did I give it to her? Exactly. <laughs> but then, like, she actually really liked it. Yeah, but that's the thing I liked about this. There was, there was just enough comic relief in this. Mm-hmm. And it also really endeared you to the characters. Like, there's little other cute little things that happen. Like, they're both basically going to have a meal together. They got their walkie-talkies. And they're trying to make, like, this ramen dish. And... Everything he says, like, that he likes to do, she starts doing doing it. Yeah, like, she starts to put, like, sesame oil, and she stops, and she's looking around, like... She's like, what the fuck, man? Like, like, can he see me somehow? Like, (laughs) is there cameras? They have the same taste in ramen. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of cool little moments like that, and like you said, it makes you actually care about these folks. Yeah. And a lot of of movies, either the characters are very unlikable, or they just don't invest enough in 
in their personalities that you just don't give a shit. Yeah. And in a movie, it's a limited runtime to really get you to buy into characters in these situations, and they do a great job of it. Mm -hmm. So they eventually decide they're going to try to, like, basically go to get this eighth floor. And they get there, and there are zombies. Lots of zombies. Yeah. So some dude saves them, and she's super sketch on him from the get-go, which apparently she should be. She's right. Well, because she doesn't want to drink the water, and, like, he drinks the water himself, though, and I'm guessing it was one of those things where they put, like, the powder in the bottom and then the water, Mm -hmm. and you don't see it because it's clear, but basically... Drugs them, knocks them out. He feeds them, though. He's got all this food and stuff. You think, like, oh, this is a good guy to survive with, but she was right to be suspicious. I really thought he was going to rape her, though. Like, I thought that was his goal, but no, he just wanted to feed her to his zombie wife. Yeah, he's he's got his zombie wife kind of tied up, and... He lured them in there to give wife dinner. You know what it reminded me of? The governor from The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. where he had his daughter that yep. same was tied up. But he wasn't feeding random people to her. No, but it was the same principle. Yeah. But so they end up, of course, she gets away. They kill the wife and the guy. And of course, at this point, the gun's gone off, though. So they realize all the zombies are coming from them for them. And so she's trying to get... Jungwoo to shoot and kill her but you can tell he just like he does not want to he's like she's and she says something about like you know like while i'm still human i thought she had gotten bit same i think she was just expecting to yeah i think she just at this point was like there there's no more hope you know yeah. the zombies are not coming from us because we just shot a gun which i was thinking you could have just hit them in the head with something kill both of them that way mm-hmm. but right before he gets ready to pull the trigger we hear the helicopters yep so they got to quickly get to the roof. Now, I don't know how they qu- so quickly made this fucking cart contraption that they were using, but man, they must have got ready quick. They did a really nice job of it. It looked really, really makeshift, though. Mm-hmm. I love the camera work, though, of where they had a camera, like, attached to it. It didn't, it gave you, like, this perspective of just, like, seeing exactly her, like, from the cart, you know? Yeah, exactly. It got this, like, very chaotic perspective of yeah. what's going on. And it's a, a lot of the camera work and things like that were really top-notch and really unique. You got a really lot, a lot of cool shots mm-hmm. in this flick. But they end up getting, of course, to the roof. And, of course, there's no there's no helicopter. There's nothing. There's no way out. So and they think they're fucking done. Like, I thought they were... I really thought that they were screwed and they were going to just jump and die together. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, I thought they were either going to do that or just, like, you know, all right, this is it succumb to the zombie madness but rises up is the helicopter with military dudes with heavy duty machine guns and they mow these fuckers down and then they gotta get to the chopper Mm -hmm. get in the chopper but so they you know are getting away but you and they start getting their cell service back like you see it like starts to come back to them Mm -hmm. and like i tried to translate some because i'm like maybe this is something really like cool we're gonna see but it was mostly just like text from people asking if they were okay but yeah so you realize some of their friends might still be alive and maybe some of their family even is out there we don't know and it looks like the government has kind of figured out something yeah that's where they talk about the whole encouraging people to post online and say their location so they can come and save people and i love how they show like they're flying away in the helicopter and it shows all the locations of where people were posting messages online and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And they have like this organized rescue effort because people were posting online. And it's just really, really smart way to conclude this. Yeah, a very modern take on it, which again mm-hmm. ties into being hashtag alive. I would like to read the original script and see if they focused more on the alone aspect, maybe in the original script, and then they changed it for the screenplay. Yeah. I'd be curious to see if I could find that and read through it. I think, is there anything else you want to talk about before we go into our ratings? There was a cool resemblance to um, Max Brooks' World War Z. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so there's a very, very close resemblance to Kondo Tatsumi's story 
and World War Z. And World War Z is like every chat, like the chapters are a different story, a different people, different perspective, and all these different things that happen throughout this from poor people to rich people, from place, people in different locations around the world and stuff like that. It's a really brilliantly written out story. It almost bears no resemblance to World War Z, the movie. World War Z, the movie isn't that great. The book is fantastic, but it's also just same in name only. Yeah. And written by Max Brooks. Yep, son of Mel Brooks. Yep. But both stories revolve around a guy who plays video games online and is caught in the, in the zombie apocalypse with really low survival skills. Now, that one was set in Japan, though, I assume, yes. right? Yes. Based on the name. Yeah, I believe I, haven't it, I believe read. it. I believe it was set in Japan, but it's I have I read that book a long time ago. I've never actually read it. It's been on my to be read list along with 4000 other books. I so. have it somewhere. The good thing, the cool thing about the flick is it really got a lot of traction in a lot of places, you know. It top daily Netflix charts in 35 countries, which is great, you know. This is a movie that deserved a lot of exposure and I think it got a lot of exposure. Yeah, and I think this is kind of what might have kicked off a lot of the Korean films that Netflix has produced because, of course, after this we got Sweet Home, we got Squid Game. Yeah. There's been a lot that's kind of come from this that really is a lot of amazing stuff. because, And I, th- I think that you're seeing it more now with American audiences where they're realizing how much better a lot of Asian horror is. <laughs> It's so much easier to access things from around the world these days because of streaming and because oh, of the sure. internet. You know, it makes the world feel like kind of a smaller place sometimes. Yeah. So you can access things like this where you think back like 20 years ago, you'd have to find underground videotapes or something, you know, to, to, or DVDs or whatever to find any of this stuff. Like It was like tape trading for early metal. You'd find stuff kind of randomly. Yeah. Now you still kind of find stuff randomly, but it's at a click of a button instead of exactly. having to really dig through stuff. It's like there's a charm to the old way, but the new way you find a lot of stuff a lot easier. Yeah. And it's good for the creators, too, because they can have much easier, more easily have a platform to get their stuff out there. Yeah. And us, we are all about things that are, have quality. And a lot of quality is coming from, from Korea and Japan. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is no surprise to me with us as big of a fans of anime as we are. And a lot of Japanese and Korean produced stuff, they're continuing tradition of high quality stuff, and it's Mm -hmm. great. Absolutely. With that, do you want to do the ratings or anything else you want to add? Um, I think I am good to go with the ratings. All right. So for our overall as a film, our skull emojis, I'm thinking of four. What are you thinking? I think a four is... Is fair. Yeah, I'm not going to go with a five because I don't think it's totally a groundbreaking movie, but it shows a very unique perspective. Yeah. If we did partial ratings, I'd probably go to 4.5. Yeah, but, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. It's a, it's a unique film that does a lot of cool things, shows a lot of perspective. And again, for me, with Rage Virus slash zombie films, like post-apocalyptic stuff, for me... I really enjoy the survival aspect of it, the human aspect. How are these people surviving? What are they going to do? How people work and figure things out in these situations. It's very psychological. And this produced a perspective that I really haven't seen in any films of this ilk before. And it executed almost flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For Scary Factor, what are you thinking? A little screaming cat emoji. I will say three. I was thinking three as well. It's 
it's not ter- I mean, if you're really scared of zombies, obviously any zombie film will probably yeah. scare you, but or isolation because you're you're think about it, you're in this apartment building on a high floor. Getting out is not going to be an easy proposition. No. So, you know, scenario-wise, yeah, it is scary. Zombie movies typically, I guess, don't scare me as much just because I've you're desensitized. A, I've watched a damn many of them, and it's like they don't scare me. They kind of excite me to a degree, but like overall, it's you know a little above average on scare factor because it is a legitimately frightening situation that you feel like they have no way out. And they do a really good at portraying that doom. I think the only way you can get out of it really easily is if you're like you've been the the former climber and she just kind of fucking flies out that of her apartment and just... Yeah. Or he's just looking at her and he's like, who is she? Yeah, right. She's a badass. Mm -hmm. That's who she is. Damn right. I kind of like that also, that, that female empowerment of it, especially with today, us finding out about Roe versus Wade maybe overturned. Well, they're going to try. I know they're going to try. They've always been trying, but I'm hoping this leak actually leads to, you know, people actually taking action. There's a lot of politicians who say like, oh, we need to do this, we need to do that, but they don't ever fucking do anything. Fucking do something. Stop it. Yeah. Codify it into law. Filibuster if you have to. Don't just talk the talk, walk the walk. Yeah, absolutely. For me, that's that's a screaming cat five of scare factor. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, for the movie, going back to it, the, I think a three is fair, though, because for me, a lot of it was the uncanny valleyness of it. it always creeps me out. Just, yeah. It's not terrifying. And there's not, like, any jump scares or anything like that for the most part. I mean, it just is a lot of, like, again, isolation, horror, and dread. For sure. And, the, like, a lot of Korean and Japanese works, they really do up the creep factor quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Fucking you- movement. Music and sound. What are you thinking? I was thinking of four because I'm entirely teetering between a three and a four because they're all the sound design is good. That first like song like for the intro, like the the opening credits kind of thing, that one is just fucking on point. But the rest of it there isn't too much. So I've been kind of teetering between a three and a four. What are you gonna do? I'm probably going to go with a four, just because that song was so fucking good, and it really set the tone for the film. Now there are other songs in it that weren't as great. But that that song just really set the tone for me. A lot of the sound is kind of the sounds of isolation. So there's a lot of nothingness. The sound of silence. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of nothingness, things like that, that I think make the sound design effective. They're not smothering you with orchestral music when you don't need it, Mm -hmm. you know, just oversaturating it. It, there's silence when you need it. There's and, and when you need sound and stuff, it was very dramatic. Mm-hmm. So I think they did an excellent job. Yeah. For effects, I'm thinking of forks. And there's not, it's all pretty much all practical for the most part, other than the probably like the eyes, like when you actually see them like go blood red, like all the, it looks like all the capillaries or something are bursting. Yeah. That effect is really fucking good. So I was thinking of four for that. And it was believable. Yeah. It was very realistic looking and. Just him fucking bleeding from his eyes. Just, and again, like I said, the effect of like the way, even just, I don't know if you consider this an effect, but I do like the way they move, as I've said many times over, is just so fucking creepy that I think that's like an effect, even though it's not like necessarily, it's not like a CGI effect or something along that line. It's just the way they move is just so fucking creepy. And I think it also leads into really great cinematography, which I 
believe that and camera work and stuff like that mm -hmm. goes right under that effects category for sure. Yeah. I think I'll give it a four for effects. I thought this movie was shot brilliantly. A lot of very unique camera angles and stuff like that that I really haven't seen in other films. So it really makes it stand out. And the actual effects, like you said, the bloodshot effect was great. Pretty much all the effects were really on point. Like mm -hmm. the movie was, if this actually happened, made it feel very believable. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated that. So solid four for me. Yeah. What about gore? Gore level, I'd say... Man, teetering between a three and a four, I'm probably going to go with a three. That's what I did for gore. Yeah, there's there's gore. It's it's a zombie movie. There's gonna be blood. There's gonna be biting. Things like that. Bad things happen. The biter gets or a little. He's biting. He's biting. The fucker's biting. <laughs> it's gonna have those bloody moments, and it does have a couple gory moments in it. But there's a. They're it's kind of few over, and far between. It's nothing over the top. Like you, yeah. it, the zombies themselves look kind of like gory, but it's not like guts are hanging out everywhere or there's like blood splatter all over the place. It's just like you see some blood on the walls. Like so again, like I said, three and a half, but I'm gonna round it down to a three. They're not having an intestine party or something like that. Sausages. <laughs> Is this your diet? You're taking it up a notch. Oh jeez. Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum. <laughs> Grab your chalk if you need one. <laughs> it's go time. Oy vey. But yeah, I, th I think we did. Is there anything else you want to add before we sign off? Another triumph of a unique film. And we've been getting a lot of quality lately and it makes me really happy. Mm -hmm. So I'd say don't waste your time. Check it out. Yep, absolutely. So with that, thanks for listening to our rambling. Until next time, this has been We All Pod down here. I'm Brittany. And I'm Dan. Bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Our logo was designed by Emmanuel Arroyo. Our website is weallpoddownhere.com. Email us at weallpoddownhere at gmail.com. And you can follow our shenanigans at weallpod on Twitter. And at weallpoddownhere on Instagram and Facebook. And feel free to suggest a movie you want us to review. Or if you just want to suggest something to make me really uncomfortable. Be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs>